Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Hey guys, welcome back to vacay. I'm your host, Lisa Hamilton. Before I kick off today's episode, I wanted to have a little chat about the devastating floods that are going on in New South Wales and parts of Queensland. It is so heartbreaking to see so many people losing their homes and these communities devastated by another once-in-a-lifetime weather event. A lot of these communities are still suffering after the horrific bushfires that happened at the end of 2019 and into 2020. And a lot of them have been struggling with drought as well. I just feel for these people so much. And there is one thing that we can do. Once these people are recovered or are on their path to getting their towns and homes back together, it's important that We get out there and travel to these places. I know that it will be appealing once our borders open and we can travel again to go overseas, but I really encourage you all, when it's safe to do so, to to go to these towns, stay for a little while, eat at their cafes, go to their pubs, buy things from their local shops. It will help people so much get back on their feet. And I know a lot of people out there will be doing it really tough right now and feeling uh, a lot of despair. So if there's one pledge that we can all make, I hope it's that we get out there and, and travel and visit those communities. So on to today's episode, I had the hilarious comedian and content creator Christian Hull on. I truly had to edit out so much of my snorting and wheezing and laughing because he is just so funny. He has absolutely blown up throughout the pandemic uh, on TikTok and he has also started a business where he sells fuck off pendants, which I think is just so great. That's what people have needed (laughs) throughout this pandemic. He also has a book that is coming out. It is a memoir called Leave Me Alone, and I'm so excited to get my hands on that one. Today in the episode, we spoke about Christian, unfortunately, getting duped by scammers in Europe. Not one time, not two times, but yeah, upwards of three times. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to that and have a little giggle because we certainly need it right now. All right, enjoy. Christian Hull, welcome to your vacay that's not really a vacay, but a bit of an audio vacay, and that's all we can ask for right now, it's isn't it? the most opposite of a vacay. We're both sitting in the disheveled room, as I like to call it. My workroom, there's shit everywhere, there's boxes, and I like you came on because we're doing the Zoom. And your room is identical. There's shit everywhere, terrible white walls and boxes. And I love that. It's just the opposite of a holiday. It's just a stress-induced room, isn't it? We've got to let people know that we're super glam. We've got, like, artwork on the walls. It's Our lives are together. Well, in the other rooms we do, but not in this room. As we were saying 
offline it has been a hot minute since we saw each other we used to make a habit of running into each other at vidcon and that's how we first met so did we first meet at vidcon because you were always at the aria red carpet i always saw you at at the arias i remember you most from the arias because you'd wear like the most fantabulous outfits oh my gosh and i'd be like oh my god i have to go up and talk to her oh my god she's so famous (laughs) And I'd be like, hi. And you'd be like, hi. But you'd be standing there to like Taylor Swift. I was like, I know your priorities. <laughs> oh, Harry Styles is coming out. Okay, I'll stand over here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But look at me now begging you to come on my podcast. You're not begging. I was excited. <laughs> and don't pretend like I didn't email you to go, hey, can I come on? Can I come on your podcast? Well, Have look, it's on, just, it's, it's, it's nice to see you anyway. Um. I've obviously been following along throughout your pandemic journey and you've kind of freaking blown up. It's been good. It's been, yeah. it's taken a real hook turn. Is it okay to say that you've done, done well throughout the pandemic? Well, I've done, it's, it's really fascinating. So I left full-time work uh, at Fox FM, a radio station. So I was a digital social media producer for Carrie and Tommy. And I was like, I'm just going to, all my stuff's taking off. I've got a comedy tour around Australia. I'm just going to resign, live off the touring money because touring money is good. And um, I, then I was like, I'm going to, I got my touring money. I was like, I'm going to get a loan, buy an apartment in Brisbane. And I moved to Brisbane and then COVID happened and the other tour that I was supposed to do that I was relying on just evaporated. And I was like, oh, shit, 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 shit. And then I stumbled into making these some resin pendants, um, which are just the shitty little resin flowery pendant things that um, I scream abuse into as they cure. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Get fucked, bitch. Piss off. And it charges the pendants with definitely real negative energies like a crystal you know you charge them by the moon they have healing properties this pendant has you know the fuck off energy and um i made half a million dollars in six Uh months just from posting it on tiktok and it going viral it's insane i mean i've learned many lessons from getting a huge influx of money because i spent it all and then (laughs) um it's all gone. Well, then why couldn't you get that room in better shape before we did this podcast with all that money? Because I don't have any of that money anymore. Because when you run a business, you have cash flow issues, which I did not realize. But um, it's been so fascinating. Like I started a little retail space. I started a little shop selling mm. and making shit, which is amazing. It's not what I had planned to do. It's not what I want to do forever. But it's that's where the dollars are coming from. And I lo- yeah. I just love making the the shit with fuck off written all over it and people buy it. It's actually poetic that these little pendants that you screamed abuse at mm. became this thing that people wanted so badly in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so obscure, but then you go, I get it. Everyone's feeling the exact same way. Everyone needed a little symbol for how they were feeling. And that resonated with people. Oh, my that. God. Why did I never think of that? <gasps> oh, my God. That's why you're paid the big dollars. That's really funny. I'm going to steal that and use it and claim it as my own comedy. <laughs> yeah, Which is what I that. do with most of the things. So, <laughs> No problems. Uh, now, yeah, I mean, I just love that that struck a chord with people and they were like, yeah. I need a fuck off pendant because the world's falling apart. 
And you provided that for them. The world's farts. Social distancing, you know, people want to be social distanced from. Leave me, go away. Like when you would go to buy things at a supermarket, it's like, no, no, no. There's a sticky tape X on the floor for a reason. And they stand next to you. Like, oh my God, you're breathing on me. Ew. You just, you just wear this pendant and you just go, it's okay. You just take a deep breath in and channel the fuck off energies. And, uh, and then I made a fragrance and then I've just made a whole bunch of other shit. It's so because good. My my life is I've lived by the motto of just please fuck off, like leave me alone. I hate, I hate people. But I just think you're so great. So I love that that's your shtick, and you're just like so. I think you're so lovely. <laughs> it's it's odd. Does that make me fucked up? <laughs> oh man, you already were. But it's it's a weird thing because people are like, but you're so nice. But I'm like, no, the real me is I'm just. I'm my father. I'm intolerant. Like I just, my patience is thin and I just love to stay inside on my own and tend to my plants and people, I've struggled to be like, I don't, I've never been in a relationship. I don't want a relationship. I love living on my own. Like, just please like stop feeling sad for me and leave me alone. You know, like people are like, oh, we'll go and keep him company. I'm like, I don't want your fucking company. I'm having a great time here. Watering my plants or going for a walk or, yes, I might be 84 years old. You know, I'll go on grinder, have three <laughs> minutes with someone, done. Like that's... That's all you need. It's all I need. So in that, in that frame of mind, one of the things that has really been frustrating people and one of the driving reasons why I created this podcast was the fact that people couldn't go traveling, mm-hmm. couldn't get on a plane and, and go and, I don't know, Get, get away from their get life away. for a little bit. They couldn't bit. fuck off out of their own life. Because they couldn't fuck off. Yeah. Has that, have you missed traveling? Do you like traveling? I, yes. No, I, I do love traveling. It's sort of a catch-22 because if you hate people, traveling may not be for you. <laughs> this is but the thing. But having just moved to Brisbane before COVID, I was able to go to the Gold Coast, stay in the Gold Coast for a week or go to Noosa. I did a lot of holidays to Noosa. To Noosa. Noosa. And, oh, did you go to nice. Malola Bar? As I did well. go to Malola Bar. I did a week in Malola Bar. Then I went up to Nusa and Yamanji. Oh, um, beautiful Yamanji market. Yes, what did Actually, Yumanji. you could sell the fuck off pendants there. <laughs> I mean, I could. Just, oh, markets. Oh. You'd have to be around people. There, yeah. Okay. Let's but keep it hol- online. But holidays, for some reason, don't feel like I like traveling on my. No, I don't. I like traveling on my own within Australia, like because it's not scary. But if I was to go international, I did. I did work at a summer camp in America, which which I went and did alone, and that was terrifying. Um, and I, I I loved it, but it's scary being in a, a foreign country on your own, especially one if they don't speak English. Because I was I wanted to do Europe, but I thought could I do Europe alone? And I was like, there's not a chance. I mean, most of them speak English. It's like London. I mean, come on. Um, but I ended up, yeah, in 2015, we did a big three-week trip with um, my two brothers and their partners. Uh, now, And wives. you went to Europe? Or? Yeah, we did Europe. Three weeks we did um, London, Paris, Rome, Amalfi Coast. Back to Paris, then home. Flying is fucked. Flying is the worst part. I cannot wait. I, I'm... Um, 
I have really, I'm so close to being at that celebrity level where I want to be like, go in. I can't afford business. Oh no, I can't afford business. What am I saying? I just made half a million dollars. I could for first class, but I don't want to pay for it. Like walk in and they're like, oh my God, Mr. Hull, you're so <laughs> funny. Step this way. We've upgraded you for free. Like, oh, that's what I want. That's when I know I've reached peak, like the epitome of success. And they give you the food that doesn't make you constipated. When you reach that level, oh, the flight attendants give you the, the Look good at me. Food. I'm a good 110 kilos. I naturally eat food that makes me constipated, but my body has learned to process it. So I live for constipation food. Honestly, I'm not hurrying to get on a plane, though. They are yeah, filthy, nah. filthy. I've said this before, that they're, they're fart cannons. Fart cannons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a tin can filled with farts. And now with COVID, with coughs and germs. Farts, coughs and germs. And if you if you hate people, mm. you're never going to find a more annoying bunch of strangers than when you're stuck with them on yes. a plane. Mm. I When I was flying to LA uh, like three years ago, I was – the row in front of the row that's just in front of the toilet. So like premium seats, the shit, mm. the actual shit seats. <laughs> and there was a man behind me who m- must have been t- really terrified, terrified of flying. So he, I shit you not from the minute we took off to the minute we landed singing. What? And I think, like, I think singing. <laughs> or, uh, a sexy kung fu fighter. Oh my god, stop, like, stop. No! <laughs> what did you do? Did you just put headphones on and ignore him? I could still hear it through there. I could still hear it through there. And I was like, my boyfriend was sitting next to me and he was just like, he'll fall asleep to anything. And I was just like, oh, I hate he's, like that. Yeah. he's still singing and I'm going crazy. And we're, we're landing and he's like peeking on Mariah. He's just like, ah! singing. And I'm just like, I'm going to kill you. I'm Emotion! Actually- <laughs> what about other people? What were the other passengers? Were they... No one No one was... But he had a, a seat space in between him because obviously no one oh, wanted to sit in the shoes. So the person that was asleep. So I was just like, I, I'm going to kill you. But planes bring out the worst. Like As soon as I get on a plane, I have a particular seat and I always book it. It's always right at the back. It's the shit seat right next to the toilet, but I don't care. It never smells. But no one ever sits there. You've got the road to yourself. I get in. I look down. I put headphones in and I blast music because people frustrate the living shit out of me. I'm like, excuse me, lady. You, you have three bags with you. You're allowed two. Like, <laughs> I'm like, why are you breaking? I'm such a rule follower. I'm like, there, there's a reason. When it suits I'm you. terrified of flying. Oh, you when it suits me. But for, the, for flying, I'm like, there's a weight. No, you're only allowed two bags for the weight. What if the, her bag causes us to not take off and we Are you a nervy flyer? Runway? I hate it. I hate it. Really? Yeah. What do you do but, to to overcome it? Well, that's you why I have a little Valium seat. or? No, I just have my designated seat, which no one ever has. And then I put on my music and then. Uh, Start it's, singing. It's, yes. <laughs> I was the person singing. It was you. (laughs) No, like it's because I've had to fly a lot with touring that 30A is my seat. Now I can tell you every noise that happens. I'm like Rain Man. I know every like movement, like when we fishtail, I'm like, that's normal. That we fishtail, we always fishtail here. I just know every conceivable thing when I sit in 30A that I'm now fine. I got um, on a last minute flight and I was put... 
right up the front. I was like, 3C, right at the front. And I can, like, that's the most stable. It's pretty sturdy. It's great. I was, like, sitting there with tears streaming. I was so terrified because you can hear the the wheels go down the wheels underneath you so you fit like all these noise and i was just like i just didn't know what was going on and it was so stressful okay so you've you've done the international traveling and i'd like to know how you went traveling with other people and especially traveling with family and and in-laws partners of your siblings because I think that can always get a little can get a little touchy sometimes oh, when you're it did. international. It absolutely <laughs> did. And that was my fault. And I will share the story with you. I love my brothers. We've got a really close relationship. You've got triplets, and right? Your yeah, brothers so are I've got yeah. three younger brothers. They're five years younger. I think I was about what, twenty fifteen? Six shit, that was six years ago. I would have been twenty eight. Now we're about twenty three. And um hot, Tim's hot age. Tim's wife, Jenny, uh, it was. I didn't realise at the time, but I look back at photos. I was like, I would, it's downhill bang, after that. I would bang me. It's such downhill. Uh, so my brother's partner, Jenny, ended up organising the whole trip, which was great. Poor Jenny. So she'd planned everything. So I had to do nothing but just show up. Great. The best type of holiday. But in doing so, because um, it was all Airbnbs, um, the... <laughs> Like, you know when it says, like, sleeps five, but, like, one person has to sleep on the couch? Like, that doesn't sleep five. It sleeps four and there's a couch, like, to sit on. No. And so we got a, every place. So the, the apartment in uh, Paris, I had a child's pull-out bed on the floor, <laughs> um, which I was fine with because I was like, this is exciting. We're in Paris around the corner from the Eiffel Tower. Uh, then in – we did Rome – Rome was the only room where I had a, like a nice sing, single bed. That was the highlight with some air conditioning. Then you, when you were we moving went, on up. Oh, my God. I was like, great. I've, I've found beds. Let's just let, – can I just have normal human beds? Then when we got to um, Rome, I was back on the couch again. And I was like, that's that's fine. I'm, I'm not a good sleeper. Like, it, give me a nice uh, hotel bed. I still struggle to sleep. So I, I just got no sleep. I got the sleep for two nights in Rome. Um, but then when we we're on the Amalfi Coast, I was like, and the couch was sandpaper. <laughs> uh, and then when we went to London, I was like, I, I need sleep because I was so exhausted. And when we got there, there was, um, so my, my brother and his partner got the main room, which is fine because she organized it. And then my other brother and his wife got the only other double bed and I was just like just looking around here just looking around here and then there was just a couch shoved in a corner and it was at that moment that I I think I burst into tears I was like this is bullshit I have put up with blah 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 and then I I had to suck it up because there was just no option yeah and you fully um, spat the dummy I spat the dummy and I mean that was that was a series of mishaps that happened on our Europe trip, which Europe is beautiful, by the way. So much history, so much culture. Um, but for someone as dumb and naive as me, uh, <laughs> if I was traveling on my own, I would have been. Let me tell you what happened on day one. <laughs> day one. So I'm nervous. Yeah, we rock up and I'm. I get my child's bed on the floor. Fine. <laughs> 
So I'm like, let's, we'll go for a walk. So we walk around the corner, go to the Eiffel Tower. And we've literally been in Paris for three hours at this point. This is the first three hours of our Europe trip. And I've gone, I've watched all these like conspiracies of traveling and what to look out for. And, oh, don't fall for that scam. So we're walking down and I'm sort of on my own. And this lady comes up to me with a clipboard. And she's like, uh, please sign, please sign. And I'm like, oh, what, what am I signing? Oh, hello, <laughs> good to see you. Beautiful sunny day. I'm like, yeah, of course I'll sign. And then I'm like, oh, wait, do I want to sign? And so I'm like, mm, I'll sign just my dad's name. I don't know why. So <laughs> I took the clipboard and I noticed there were two other people that approached me that stood either side of her. And she was really, really close and she wouldn't let go of the clipboard. She wouldn't let me hold it to write. She had to hold it to write. So I was like, okay. I was like, oh, what am I signing? And she was like, oh, it's to help get the sick kids up to the top of the Eiffel Tower. And I was like, great, that's um, a great cause. Yeah, sure. I didn't put any that's... thought into that. Like, sick kids can go to the top. They don't need me to sign their petition. So, and also, I'm... they definitely don't want to be climbing to the top of a fucking tower. <laughs> They're sick. Yeah, but I was like, oh, I'll help the sick kids. I'm, sure, I'm, sure, sure, I'm sure. a giving person. I yeah, of course you are. So uh, as I was writing it, I noticed my brother... Uh, came right up to me and he said, get away, get away. Like he was like, Christian, there's someone in your pocket. (laughs) And so I'm saying like, what are you talking about? And it goes, where's your phone and wallet? I'm like, oh, Tim has it. What they'd done is they'd put the clipboard in front of my face. The two people either side were trying to see. Wriggling around in your pockets. Well, I couldn't feel it because I'm in baggy shorts. And they were trying to find passport, wallet, money, anything to steal. And that was the plan. And Nick sort of said, he approached them and, and he grabbed the pen and the clipboard. And I thought, Nick, that's so rude. We want to help the sick children. Stop it. And um, he told me, he's like, they're going through your pockets, you dickhead. And I was like, what? And then <laughs> and you had no you know, idea. sure enough, they, they, they ran away. And I was like, oh, my God. I thought I was so prepared. And I, that made me really nervous and scared. And I actually You're on stopped. edge from that moment. I stopped talking. I wouldn't talk to anyone. So we'd go to a restaurant and a waitress would come up and she'd be, you know, because it was in France. I was too nervous. Um, oh, what would you like? And I'd just point or I'd get my brothers to talk because I was so... Well, you're just I like, just oh, well, so, is this a scam too? Yeah. You okay, you want my money for, here too. She's like, I, I just, just so, want I was your so scared. And then... Um, but have you ever have you ever had anything happen to you? Touch wood, have never had any pickpocketing situation, and I don't know. I I have my um I have my mother inside my head every time I go traveling though, because she isn't she's the four hours early to the airport kind of mum and bless her, love her. She did this to okay. So my older sister was the first of my siblings to go on a solo trip when she was, I think in year 11, she went and did a a study abroad in Mm. Italy. And my mum wanted to make sure that she had her wits about her and, you know, going to Mm. Europe, you know, as you know, there's pickpocketers. So we're at the Brisbane airport, a whole family affair to see her off, like big to do. And before she's, we're sort of, I don't know, getting Maccas or something beforehand. And my sister's like, I'm just going to the toilet. And, Shortly after, my mum follows off after her and we we didn't think anything of it. And then Angela comes 
running out with my sister comes running out crying she's like someone's stolen my bag in the toilet someone's like they've taken my whole backpack what do I do it's got my passport it's got everything and then my mum saunters out and goes well that'll teach you for leaving your bag on the floor so my insane mother has gone into the toilets (laughs) looked under seen that my sister's just nonchalantly left her bag there nicked it and walked out to teach her a lesson and we're all like mom you're a psycho you're an <laughs> absolute psycho not, but uh, uh, no she's not no that's in my head now <laughs> it's taught her now she'll wear the backpack and just sit on the toilet with the backpack on and be weirded out that's great though i think that's a good lesson because we we did um we had a similar situation except ours was real when we went this is still in europe there's so many europe stories we were going from rome down to the Amalfi Coast, so going down south, we were at the this big train station. And I was terrified because, you know, as tourists, you stick out. And it's just like, look at me. I'm a beacon to be scammed. Mm-hmm. And so all I, of I my had, things. Yeah, I had my eyes, like, peeled. Anyway, this lady came up to us and was like, oh, do you need any help? Now, just to paint the picture, she had slick back hair. She had a collared shirt on. And she had a lanyard on. And that's all you need for me to be like, oh, she's official. Um, And so I was like, yes, please. We want to go to here. And she was like, come over here. And um, my brothers were already like, "Mm." I was like, guys, stop. You need to stop being so cynical. It's rude. We don't want to be those rude tourists. She's wanting to help us. She's clearly official. She has a lanyard on. So she leads us up to this timetable. I'm like, we want to go like to the Amalfi Coast, which is a really common train. So I was like, it's weird that she doesn't know that off by heart. Maybe she's new. So she just points at this thing. I'm like, it's definitely not the train we want to get on. I don't know what she's doing. And then she goes, can I see your tickets? So I had them all printed out in my hand. And I was like, yeah, of course. As I go to hand her my tickets, my brother sees this uh, British couple sitting down and they're just like, waving their hands like no 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 I didn't see them and so as I go to hand her these tickets my brother again comes to the rescue and grabs the tickets and then it's like we're good thank you and I was mortified like I was like that is this is so I'm so sorry that for his behavior no we need to know where to go and Nick's like no it's there's I see it thank you so much and anyway she just left and these British tourists come Uh, back up to us and they're like we've been sitting here this woman goes up and then she takes your ticket and then she makes you pay like a hundred pounds to get the tickets back and so I was like oh oh oh, what oh okay there's another scam I've almost fallen for and so when they told us that I went into that shutting down oh my god I have to get on a like I was so freaked out that everyone was out to get us (laughs) what we did was because we were all a bit nervous we put our luggage in we, – we formed a circle around, <laughs> around our luggage oh, and then, like, And then that's going to draw even more attention. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, like, manoeuvred with the luggage and just sat in a circle and would not look at anyone because there were some – there were clearly some um, – it was sad, like, some homeless people being like, can I check your tickets, please? Check your tickets. I'm like, mm, no. The trust had been – the trust was gone at that point. Well, they were also – you know hadn't showered in months and it was clear that they were and so we were just like just get on the train just get on the train just get on the train and then when you get on the train 
just get off the train, just get off the train, just get off the train. And then like, it drops you in a random location and then you got to get in a taxi and you can't understand the taxi driver, so you've got to hope to God... They're not taking you. That, oh, God. But 700 kilometres out that way. <laughs> so... <laughs> we ended up going back to Paris and uh, a taxi man offered to take us to a hotel. We didn't line up in a taxi rank. God, I wish you weren't so trusting. I'm so trusting. So I was like, oh, great. We don't have to line up in this queue. Anyway, so we get into this guy's... It's a, it's a fancy van. He's in a suit. Again, looks official. That's all you need to do to scam me. Just look official. Anyways. I'm actually not running a podcast. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you don't look any official whatsoever. You're so, <laughs> like, far from official that I know this is real. <laughs> oh, we get in this taxi... And it's like a 10-minute trip from the airport. Great. He turns around. He goes, that'll be 150 euros, which is like $400. That's not correct. And I was like, oh, you're trying to appear to see a meter. He didn't have his meter on. And I just thought, oh, my God. And he goes, cash only. And we were like, we don't have 100. We don't, well, we don't have that money. And so he drove us to an ATM and I was like, oh my God, I'll, guys, I'll pay for it. I've gotten into this mess. My brothers were so shitty at me. And they're like, we knew it. We knew it. And um, I had to get out 150 euros. That was like all my money to spend in so Paris. So he fully, he robbed you. Yeah, he robbed us basically. He wouldn't <gasps> open the boot um, and he wasn't going to give us our luggage until he got the 150 you know, it's like Gosh, it's like a they cab make an art of you. the scam over there, don't oh. they? They don't even make an art of it. Like no one gets into a stranger's car at an airport. That's rule one hundred and one. True, you, uh. you've fallen for <laughs> all the guidebooks that we've read growing up. Say never get in an unofficial taxi. I guess it's just that that holiday shine that you're so excited to be doing something fun, and this is why I just hate people. So, is the takeaway from all of these stories that you? You absolutely need a minder with you at all times. Oh, well, yeah, I, I need someone to just do everything for me. I'm a child is the takeaway from this. Yeah, I think should you go travelling again? Oh, no, yes, I want to, but I... I uh... Don't be burnt by this. I want to see you get back out there. No. And I feel, I feel like from those three experiences... You've got, you've got, you've got the knowledge now, but I'm also just deeply worried that you don't. <laughs> no, I definitely don't. Like I definitely, I definitely don't. I was pretty, I was more surprised that I had better luck on Grinder. Like, <laughs> like when you go to a stranger's apartment in a foreign they country. Like, no, that was the be- the best times. The best sex I ever had was in Europe. I met up with a stranger in an alleyway. <laughs> and just. And, and just, we touched penises, you know, like. You docked. That's so romantic. You docked in an alleyway. <laughs> <in> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> in an alleyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the French one, though. Ooh, God, Ooh. Was, oh, it was really I'm nice. thrilled for you. Yeah. I'm thrilled that you are so lackadaisical. Like, you're just so lax about the rules that that's was, paid off for you. It had its highs and lows. Have you done Europe? Yeah, I've done Europe. Did you ever get the people come up to walk up to you and um, give you a flower? They're everywhere. 
Oh, maybe in Italy. Yeah. I got the the bracelets, the coming up to you with the the beaded yes. bracelets yeah, and, and then I, they say, I, "Here it's it's free. You're my friend. Here's a gift for you." And then they go, "Fucking give me all your money. I gave you a gift." And then it's just like Did you fall for that? 100%. Yes. In Milan, I was like, "Men try to give me gifts like I always yes. knew that I was going to be hot in Europe. I always knew that everyone's <laughs> going to fall on their feet for me." And then they're like, "No, we're hon, we're robbing you." Yes. Yeah, they did. We got, we're not robbing um, you, but they like they guilt you and they don't stop following you until you they, give them like they don't five euro. Stop following you because mm. my brother got accosted because he was with um, his wife, and um, Jenny was great because it was so funny. Because this guy comes up, he's like, "Oh, have a rose," and she's like, "No, thanks." And he's like, "No, have have a rose." No, I'm good. And he's like, no, it's free for you. She's like, I don't want a rose. And so, like, she's got her hand, and he's literally like. Imagine like, so I've got my hand holding out and, and he's like putting it into her hand, like her open hand. Like he's putting the rose in and she's just like, no. And he's trying to give it to her and like it would fall on the ground. Yeah. Like it would, like she'd, he'd throw it at her in the hose and she'd catch it. And we're just like, okay, thank you. So ultimately he turns to my brother and goes don't you want to give your beautiful wife a rose and he's like oh no thanks and my brother is similar to me just like okay it's just easier if it's free yeah fine and then go away anyway he takes it and the guy's like it's 10 euros and Tim's like no I don't want it and then tries to give it back to the guy and the guy's like no 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 and so Tim's like look we don't have that and the guy's like show us your wallet prove it I'm like, oh, God, well, we do have it. We just don't want to give it to you. And so Tim's just like, oh, oh, he didn't know what to do. We walked off. Like, I, we just all walked away and just left him on his own. Poor Tim. Oh, we were just Especially like, no. after your brothers had helped you out. And yeah, when you're they in the helped pickle, me out. And you're just like, like every, fuck off, I'm out. Every man for himself. And then it's, you just look back and Tim's just sort of like, he throws it at the guy because the guy threw it at Jenny. So he, he sort of throws it and goes, no, I've got to go. But he follows. They follows <gasps> us. Yeah. He fo- so we ended up having to give it. We gave him some coins. We we're like, this is all we have. Like, piss off. Yeah, just because it, it kind of does get a little bit scary once they start following you, and you're like, they get, mm, they're like, okay, no, I feel you're so stealing from me. You're stealing. This is stealing. And you're like, no, it's not. And you're at the top of the Spanish steps. It's beautiful, and everyone's sort of looking at you, like, oh. God, they've fallen Gosh. for it again. And you're like, this didn't happen in the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just exactly what I thought you it was going to be like. Oh, so oh, okay, Christian, I, I got to ask you the golden ticket question, which is if COVID wasn't happening, if work commitments, if family commitments weren't a thing and you could get on a plane to go anywhere tomorrow, where would you go? And I had an unlimited source of money. I would go to, I think I really want to go to Santorini, Greece. You know, with the the white, Mm. sort of with the blue dome lids um, or Mykonos, but that might be a bit too doof doof. The gays go to Mykonos, I think. So I'd only be going there for the shirtless. Like Greek men are my thing. Oh my god, I love a Greek man. Oh. Okay, I Mykonos is mine. When people turn it around on me, and Mykonos is is my golden ticket. Yes, it's just so fun. 
And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be intense. Like, yeah, there's the clubs, but it's also just, you can go there and just have incredible yeah. meals and Sex. just meals. Just yeah. chill. Like it can be as chilled or as hectic as you want. Yeah. Oh, we should go to, oh it's no, I don't want to go, go together. I mean, I love Shall you. Shall we? You need to, just... No, I'll protect you. I'll care for you. Oh yeah. If you're willing to be my carer <laughs> for like the trip. I need a... I really need yeah, I think that would... my next trip will be interesting because the last one was Europe. That was the last big trip, and I really want to do Japan as well. I really want to go to Japan. Yeah, that is, that one actually seems super plausible for Australians at least. I feel like we're gonna be able to have some and sort also, of scam free because Japanese are so nice. They're so polite. I know. Yeah, they're very very lovely people. Well, um, okay, so Christian, what's your what's your handle? Where can people find you? Where can people buy all of your bad juju merch? <laughs> where where can they listen to you? Are you still doing your podcast? What let's let's get yeah, it. Yeah, that that's still going. God, that is a complete load of well, it's called complete drivel. It's just waffle. I wouldn't go there. Um. I don't know, where's the best place to go? If you want to buy any fuck off stuff, I can't believe we secured this URL. It's needafuck.com. Spelt actually. Yeah, needafuck.com. I would have thought some sickos out there would have so done that. Uh, it's very hard to promote that URL because TikTok won't let you do it. Neither will Instagram or Facebook. You know, YouTube won't let me put it anywhere. Neither will TikTok because obviously it looks like it's a porn site. Mm. But no, you buy essential oils. <laughs> That's where I'm selling my essential oils. And my and you can also get um, like seeds, fuck off oh, seeds yeah. to plant. That is epic. Yes. And you've got your fragrance as well. Like there's just... There's a lot of weird shit on there. The seeds are a really good one because we've... Phoebe, my, my producer, found this place where they laser words onto seeds. So we lasered fuck off on it. You plant it and when it grows, the lasered word comes out like on the stem a little bit. And so it says fuck off when the plant grows. I'm surprised that it stays on there. Um, yeah, it's like burnt into the plant. Like the laser has burnt it into the seed and then it's sort of, yeah, it's weird. I was impressed. I was yeah. impressed by that. And you're also blowing up so big on TikTok. Uh, you're just at Christian Hull over there, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the blue tick. I'm sure everyone's already yeah. over there. Oh, Stop it. But Christian, it has been so nice to speak to you again. Thank you for coming on vacay with me and telling your stories, being honest and open. Just know? being myself, telling about all the... Fucking disaster. I'm a disaster, a walking disaster. Thanks for letting me share that so everyone can learn. It's a learning. When you go to Europe, when Europe opens up, just ignore everyone and put your head down and don't look around. Get off the plane, take one. And just learn how to say fuck off in many different languages. That's a great idea. Mm. That's that's another great idea. I'm going to bring out like international fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Vaffanculo. I know that's fuck off in Italian. Vaffanculo. Vaffanculo. Oh, I like it's that. Not, it sounds nice, doesn't it's a bit it? It's sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I hope I get to see you IRL very soon. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you for coming on vacay with me. Thank you. Thank you.